Now, Anisa, why is it important not to label food as bad or good? Okay, um, I agree with you on this, Asha. So basically, um, your cookbook cookbook said that you can't label chocolate as a bad food, right? And it is true, you can't label chocolate as a bad food. In fact, there is no such thing as bad food and good food. And it is very normal for us to feel influenced by the social media or advertisements now on now about the posts, video, uh, videos on social media yeah, yeah. about uh, many types of good foods and bad foods, right? And But the truth is, as cliche as it sounds, we can eat anything we want as long as we have them in moderation. Right. So I'm not sure if you've heard about the quarter-quarter-half rule. What's that? Uh, so basically, if you imagine like a circle, okay. or uh, mm, yeah, like a circle, and if you divide it into half, so you imagine um, that half is just going to be your fruits and vegetables. Okay. And the other half is going to be divided into uh, half. So basically, it's like quarter, 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 quarter. and then half. Uh, stop me if you if No, you I'm getting it. I'm, I'm totally getting it. No. <laughs> yeah. So one so, half is fruits and vegetables, then you have uh, two quarters yeah, remaining, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So the other two quarters, one is going to be your protein. So it could be your fish, your chickpeas, or your uh, chicken. And then the other... Uh, quarter is going to be your carbs. So it could be like your multigrains or your brown rice or your chapati. Yeah, so if you if you can eat in this kind of moderation, like it's called the Malaysian healthy plate, um, <laughs> you won't go wrong because right. um, you're not overeating and overindulging and you're actually eating a balanced diet. But of course, you have to take in account of the macros and if you're overeating too much of... Uh, oil and all but this is basically like a like an overall an easy way to to plan your meal and plan your plate because as we normally just put like rice and then we put the curry and put the chicken and everything on top right but if you if you actually were to segregate your food like that you would be more aware of what you're eating Mm. and you would be more conscious and 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 you would see what you're eating and your brain would actually register oh okay i'm having this and i'm having this and i'm having this and you would be more uh because your brain is your brain is capturing that you're eating so many kinds of food and you're going to feel full. So there's no such thing as bad food and good food. And yes, you can eat chocolate if you want. For example, if I were to eat Kit Kat today after my lunch later, that does not mean that I'm having bad food. I can have a Kit Kat and I'm not going to ruin my diet. It's it's really better to have a Kit Kat now than for me to have a cheat day and have all the chocolate in the world or all the saturated fat from all the trans fat and all right, the... Right. Yeah. So, so once in a while, it's okay. Yes, yes. Once in a while, it's okay. As long as we don't deprive ourselves. Because at the end of the day, we are only human. And we do seek comfort in food sometimes. And it's fine. And it's normal. Hmm. Yeah. thing is, though, and I, I wanted to touch on MSG maybe being bad, but even MSG, it's naturally occurring. But what about the confusing messaging on food that is clearly not healthy, mm-hmm. but labeled as such. How are parents and kids supposed to make the right choices over when you go to supermarket, you say supposedly healthy, but they're really not? Yes, that's a very good question. So it's very, very normal um, for us to be uh, influenced by the label. So firstly, what's very important is nutrition education. I honestly feel this should start from a tender age, from preschool to kindergarten and then to elementary school until when they are able to understand the importance of nutrition. Because if, if we just 
we we just know about nutrition when we are like 20s when we are in our 20s we're not really going to grasp it and we're not going to um, we're not going to practice it in our lifestyle mm. but if we know this from preschool we would know okay this food this is this is a vegetable this is a fruit and this is proteins and then like when we go to kindergarten we are able to distinguish what are the benefits of it right and then when we go to elementary school we are going to be able to to know what does it do to our body what are the physiological changes when if for example if we were to play play a basketball and we are we are supposed to eat protein because um it will help with our muscle mm. recovery so just this layman terms can be taught in school it's not hard and when children are more aware they 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 would feel oh okay i know what i'm eating i know i should eat that protein that is served on the table instead of going to the cheetos or the chachos right they would Junk know food, what to right? eat. yes yes so um um yeah. so but it, so, that means do the schools need to do something do the parents need to do something about how kids understand food or look at food i i feel like yes definitely parents need to do something but it all starts with the country itself if we don't have nutritionists in preschools in kindergarten and schools in all all these places then it's going to be hard because it's it has to start from the kids as well so kids go back home to the parents and tell them what they learn in school right so um it has to start from malaysia uh malaysia bringing in nutritionists and nutrition educators in all preschools they they have some preschools some kindergartens that have nutritionists but not all you see so i strongly believe that malaysia needs to Malaysia needs to change this part, and another part is probably um, the advertisements. Malaysia should ban all these unhealthy food promotion advertisements, and in turn, actually increase healthy food promotions. Like I'm not sure if if you take a closer look at the advertisements that are there during um, our festive seasons in Malaysia. We have Hari Raya, Deepavali, Chinese New Year. There are certain companies that come up with. Um, advertisements promoting oh this new delicacy uh, this other new delicacy yeah, yeah. and it and it's like a it's like a trend in malaysia oh have you tried that uh spicy chicken now have you tried that this food that food yeah. and we all are like oh no we haven't tried and then we we keep trying it and then we don't realize that okay we've we've tried it for the whole february chinese new year and then we keep eating it again and again and again and it's like a trend but what we we don't really know is we are actually not practicing healthy nutrition when we keep eating fast food or um food that are wrong So you basically advertised. say because of the ad- ads it's subconsciously in yes. our brains. Yes, it's subconsciously and and it's it's also not only because of that it's also because we are not educated um that okay we can eat but in moderation and and there are some there are so many kinds of uh advertisements these days and we can't really do anything but Malaysia can do something and Yeah, the the non-communicable disease rate is just going to get higher, and now the diabetes rate—one in every five Malaysian adult has diabetes. Yeah. And if we keep eating like that, the future younger generation is going to be even more unhealthier, and it's really, really alarming. And I hope that Malaysia can do something about it for yeah. nutritionists to be in all this. Uh, education setting, especially. Yeah, but it also it also comes down to cost and everything, lah, right? Yes, but for sure. France 
has one of the lowest obesity rates in the world. Yet its cuisine is very rich. And one of its uh, cultural habits is around how they feed their kids. Why does the how matter? Yes, very, very good uh, point over there. How they feed their kids. Yeah. So firstly, how they feed their kids is is very different from how we feed our kids. And and we can actually learn from them. So for French people, they have uh, many meal courses from starter to the main course and then to their dessert. They actually have desserts in their meal. Yeah. And their portions are in moderation. So that's really good already because they get to eat all types of meal and it is in moderation like what i said earlier yeah and they take their time to enjoy their meal like what i think i said earlier they they when we actually look at our food and when we enjoy our food we we actually capture that we're actually eating right and that's because it takes our brain 20 minutes to register when we have eaten something so if we were to eat our meal and our brain is to capture okay, we are eating this meal and French people don't multitask when they eat. They, they sit down, they have their meal from their uh, starter to their meal course and um, their dessert and, and their brain actually captures what they're eating. But for us, Malaysians, we, not all, I'm, I'm saying for some, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also guilty of that. Right. Uh, we, we, we scroll through our phones or we have a chit chat with our friends or we watch TV and we eat our meals and our brain is not capturing that we're eating. We're not focused and on the food. Yes, we're not focused on the food and after like a few minutes we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm hungry still. I'm still hungry. But actually we are not. Our brain just hasn't captured that we have eaten. So, so the, if we're focused on it, that means we get full faster? Yes, 100%. 100%. And, and also French people chew their food for a long time. If I'm not mistaken, there's this Hindi, uh, there's this Bollywood actor, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Was it Shah Rukh Khan? He said that he takes, uh, uh, he takes one minute to chew his one meal, as in, as in his one uh, scoop of whatever he's right, eating. Right, right. And, and it, it, is, it is actually going to tell our brain, hey, we have eaten and we're going to feel full. Yeah. And yeah one minute? Yeah. My God. One that's minute. <laughs> One minute. There won't be any more taste in that. Whatever it is. Shahid Kapoor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. It's, okay. It's quite surprising, and it's it's actually true. And 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 also French people they eat a lot of cheese and butter, and people think that oh, cheese butter is fattening. Yeah. But the truth is, cheese and butter are good food. They are high in calcium, and they are they are good fat. And also, it's not trans fat. Trans fat is the one that causes hyperlipidemia, the cholesterol bill in our arteries that right, causes right. heart attack in the future. So basically, um, uh, yeah, like I, I was saying, so fat cream is, is good. cream is okay then. Because they have like creamed and double cream and one in French food. It's it's fine. That's fine. It's fine because they eat in moderation. They don't right. like overdo it. Like in their, right. uh, in their is coffee. that why also like sometimes when we have too much cream, our body automatically goes alamat jilla. So that's that, yes. that's the the limit yes. that we should be yes. taking. Is it? If you actually notice, yeah, fat actually slows down our digestion and makes us feel full for a long time. So French eat food high in fat and that's why they feel full for a long time. Mm. But we Malaysians go to like carbs. Carbs make us hungry after after eating. They yeah. don't make, really make us full. Yeah. Right. Now, the reality is that a majority of parents unknowingly feed their kids with a hidden agenda, I suppose. Can you explain the impact of this? It's like, as long as they're full, we're happy. Mm. Whatever it is that they're eating, we don't worry. If they're full, Chukot or Dila, right? But mm. there's an impact to this, right? Um, sure. Do you mind explain, explaining on what hidden agenda? No, because the thing is, as long as they're, mm. they're full, 
You mm. don't really matter worry about what they what they're eating. Mm-hmm. Is that how? Because it's been happening since when we were even um, for multiple generations already. It's just as long as they're full, we don't mm. worry about how how or what they're eating, junk food or not junk food and everything, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. Um. That's the thing. It all boils down to education. Um. If parents were to, I know it's it's hard to get kids to eat and it's hard to make them eat food, right? But um. Does it, it boils down to education? If parents were to get educated on how to how to feed their kids properly, or not feed their kids properly, but um how to um feed their kids in another way or in different ways, it's it's like if the parents are not going to practice the good habits in feeding their kids, this is definitely going to impact the kids in the future. So it's like blind leading the blind and. Yeah. And if parents are well informed, the kids also will be educated from a tender age. So that's why um, education is very important. And and we have a lot of services in Malaysia. If you can't afford a nutritionist, or if you don't have the means to see a nutritionist, you can always go to the public health clinics. They have nutritionists there. Oh, really? It's okay. Free. Yeah, okay. they have nutritionists there, and it's free. And it's just just researching more and talking more to people you will actually realize there are so many things malaysia malaysia is doing to improve the health of malaysians just that we are not aware and if we can be more aware of it that's really it will really help yeah but most of the yeah. time it's just like trying to get your kids to eat vegetables it's hard yeah. they'll always want fried chicken and it's usually not the fried chicken that you cook it's always the fried chicken from from fast food place and everything yes as long because in a way, are we playing to whatever the kids are? The kids manipulating us more to their detriment in a way. Um, the kids, um, it's it's actually. Um, I would say I would think that the parents are forced to do this because also we can't really blame the parents. It is because of the advertisements. Um, <laughs> if you if you go to if you go to school with like. Uh, KFC or like Starbucks or um, McDonald's. Everybody's gonna think like, oh, you're the popular. You've got the popular food. You've got the uh, cool food. You're the cool kid because you have the nice food. But and the parents think that they are doing justice for the kid because they're giving them the food that the kid wants. The popular ones. Yes, the popular ones. And and the thing is, it all boils down to advertisement and also education in school. Education, if they get that education in school, it will help a lot. And and yes, there are some parents that are unaware that these foods in the long term can cause a lot of health, non-communicable diseases right. like diabetes. Because you never see a billboard of broccoli. You know, it's, it's always like... Yes, exactly. Right. Okay, so yeah. the people running the broccoli business need to do more advertising. Um, yes. <laughs> now, family time at the dinner table has declined by more than 30% in recent years with less than uh, one-fourth of families eating multiple meals together per week. How does this affect the eating habit of kids by not eating together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, di- so basically, dining with family helps in many aspects. Firstly, it's building compassion among family members. If you think of it, it's as simple as when you sit down and dine together, you're happy and you tend to share the meal you're having on a table together. It's building compassion among your family members. Besides, it also helps to improve uh, the child's self-esteem. If 
one child or two child depends for example if if a child is having a long day at school or just preschool the the table is like a place where he or she can let out their emotion and mm-hmm. feel heard heard you know so it actually brings up their self esteem and also in the family dynamics matter it would be much better because for example in households that have more than one kid um instead of the parents feeding one kid more than the other kid or feeding one child first and then feeding the other child if they were to sit down at a table together it creates a more bonding among mm. the family and rather than emotionally eating alone the child emotionally eating alone the family table is a spot where they can actually share their emotions and it can be acknowledged by their family because at the end of the day family cares for them right yeah. and like one silver lining during this whole lockdown during coronavirus was that families were forced to go back to basics right yeah. and have meals together and a lot of people started to appreciate cooking baking and dining together and and it's really good that we 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 actually experience this in malaysia and i'm sure all over the world yeah because i i suppose it goes back down to what you said earlier yeah. about not looking at the phone not look, looking at the tablets while you're while you're eating which we are as yes. adults we are also are uh, guilty of yes, what more exactly, in the kids yeah. right so they get to talk to parents and then the parents will say do you enjoy the food and it's stuff like that is it yes exactly true it's just having that small talk small conversation and it's 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 much more personal and it's much more memorable mm. and and when they're having a bad day they would actually think of that if you're watching a movie while you're eating you're not going to remember that you're just going to to go on live on a movie or yeah. like go on live on Netflix Correct, it's, yeah. it's not really what you want to do it's like you're not living a life right so yeah. so it 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 definitely helps having meals together it helps a lot with family dynamics building compassion among the family members yeah and also loving mom's cooking as well i suppose right yes yes <laughs> so what can parents do though to ensure their child health is healthy is thriving and also if it is a medical concern to lose weight if a child is uh, pushing towards the level of obesity uh needs to lose weight right but we're not going to talk about body image and what not here yeah how do we get them to be healthy thriving and lose weight without going on a diet Mhm yes a very very good question so um from my point of view what we can do is um parents first parents need to lead by example because uh like for if if education was done in school that's already a really good example and if there's no nutrition education in school parents need to lead an example so it's not basically just eating salads or eating healthy food hmm. but parents need to uh to educate their children about eating wholesome balanced nutritious meals and in moderations but also enjoy the simple things in life they can have their desserts and and what's very important is eating meals and eating on time that not only brings the family together but it also helps them look forward to something and doing something together right. and this can impart good habits and discipline to the child for the child's future future life future family and they would practice that so it's basically one by leading example and also um um giving the child a freedom to choose when eating and i know it's it's not easy to prepare like a whole platter of food and giving the child yeah because i'm like if, if everybody wants to eat different things it's it's a bit yes. tough right yes it is it is th- tough and that's the that's and but 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 of course giving the child the freedom to eat what they want at times when they want allows them to 
to to feel like okay they they can eat that they are they are not deprived of that food because you don't want them to go into hiding and eating that food right you want them to right. eat in front of their family and you don't want them to overindulge at like friends parties or mm. not under supervision so that's the last thing a parent would do so obviously giving them the freedom to choose is very very important that parents think oh um, my kid wants to buy kinder bueno i don't want to give him kinder bueno it's chocolate but no give them the freedom to buy it at the store give them the freedom the authority to to eat it and let them let them feel that freedom and they won't be craving it the next time but of course not all the time but yeah. sometimes or yeah. in some cases i remember um in my generation so if we want that then my my uh, the parents would go okay we'll buy all we'll buy this for you but you must eat it in front of me then you maka 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 and you jilla and then you really you're sick of it and then you never want to eat it again is that a good way to approach it as well no no <laughs> that's not a good that's that's the i wouldn't say that's a good way um um is that counterproductive it's it's like uh it's like not it's it's like forcing them to eat and it's like punishing them like you're giving them what they want but you're also punishing them you should give them the chocolate and let them be happy and enjoy it because if you're going to punish them they like that they they're going to remember that like you remember that yeah right? so you, do, you oh, i see you you don't want trauma related to yeah, that yeah you don't, the food. don't want them to relate that to trauma and think about that right R- right Perfect. Yeah, and, and and other 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 options for parents out there, they could cook with cook with their children. They could do like no bake energy balls that are super easy to make yeah. with just oats and just peanut butter. It's not hard. It's not expensive, and just so easy. And you can find so many easy recipes. Like I said, public health nutritionists in Ministry of Health in public health clinics. There are so many free nutrition advisors out there. Family can go. I know. If they don't have the internet, they can go to public health clinics. It's it's really easy to get that nutrition information if you really want it. The, the the question is, do we really really want it? Are we ready for change? Are we ready to change our lifestyle? That's the question.